My guest on this week's episode of Suds and Search is John Doherty, founder of Credo. John spent the early part of his career as a digital marketer, both in-house and agency side. He earned important job titles and gained recognition within the industry, and then decided to go in a completely different direction. John started Credo in 2013. Credo matches agencies with qualified prospects from within Credo's network. The value proposition is very clear. Since they qualify the agencies they work with, Credo works as an ally to companies trying to find a new agency partner. From the agency's point of view, they'll have a reliable flow of new sales prospects each month. Smart. As far as I know, Credo is the only SEO and PPC agency broker out there. I'm going to spend some of my conversation with John talking about how he even came up with the idea for Credo and how the business has grown over the years. Because of the different roles he's had, John is a great person to talk about a range of things going on in the industry. We filmed this interview at a particularly crazy time for hiring. The demand for high quality digital marketers has never been more intense. I'll ask John about the market right now and how agencies can fill important roles. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with John Doherty. We'll have a wide ranging conversation about agency life. We'll do a little cost benefit analysis for SEO and PBC. We'll spend some time talking about a famous doggy play date. John Doherty, welcome to Susan Search. How are you doing? Good, Mark. How are you? Doing great. This is a, a big get for us. I'm excited to talk to you. So, you know, the first thing I've been wanting to ask you this for a while, I've, I've, I've known you professionally for a little bit here, but how did you even come up with the idea for Credo? As far as I know, you're the only SEO PPC agency broker out there. So I guess two questions to start off. Question one, do you have any competitors? Question two, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah, uh, it's a great it's a great question. You know, there aren't many agency brokers out there. There's a couple, um, but you know, we don't really hear um, about them at all. Basically, what we hear from clients that are coming to us looking to hire an agency is they are usually so everyone is used to doing the search on their own for an agency, and so actually the concept of an agency broker is just not something that's in people's minds. So it's either like they're going to directories. And they're doing the research themselves. And as I like to say, they're contacting 20 different agencies and hopefully hearing back from 10 and they're having nine discovery calls, which take an hour each. And then they're hopefully having second conversations and they get a few proposals that still aren't right. So it's a ton of time. Um, and then on the other side, people are used to like the recruiting model on full-time for full-time people, right? So um, yeah, we kind of sit in the middle there. We're kind of carving, you know, carving it out. Some of our like directory competitors do have like options for like creating a short list and like that sort of thing, but no one's doing it for agencies in the high touch way that we are. Marketer hire is doing it for uh, like solo consultants. Um, they actually say you don't ever need an agency, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, you do need an agency. Some companies do need an agency. Some people need a senior marketer. Some people need a team of senior marketers, etc. So um, yeah, I don't like to draw those. Like I'm not a hard black and white kind of person. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty rare um, in that. You know, I went from being a professional SEO myself, agency side in-house to uh, to running Credo for the last six and a half years. It's been quite a while now, um, mostly because I was tired of just doing SEO. Um, I still do it on Credo. I still do it on other websites that I own. So like I'm doing SEO, but I got tired of like the same questions and kind of clients doing dumb things, um, you know, with their SEO and we have to come in and fix it again and again and again, right? There's only so many XML sitemaps you can fix and, and stay interested in it, at least for me. Um, I started it in 2013 um, originally because I got out of doing my own consulting at the end of 2012, um, which worked out very well. Um, 
because I met my now wife three years later or not three years, three weeks later. <laughs> so I stopped in 2012 and like three weeks later in uh, in January, I met my now wife. So I actually had time to date her. Basically what I tell people is I got tired of being 28 and single, living in Brooklyn uh, and spending two weekends a month in my apartment working for clients I didn't like for money I didn't need. Um, so I stopped doing it. Um, and then basically my friend Brandon at Wallaroo Media bought a lead from me for 50 bucks. I pinged him and was like, hey man, got in this lead right down the street from you in Provo, Utah. Would you pay 50 bucks for it? He's like, what's your PayPal? So three minutes later, I had 50 bucks in my PayPal account. I sent him the lead. He made thousands of dollars from that. I bought a domain name and threw it up to some shared hosting. And, you know, it was kind of a side project for a while. And then I got laid off from my job within Zillow Group and decided to go work for myself. Um, so self-funded it with my own SEO consulting for a few years. But I stopped doing that at the end of 2018. Um, so I've been full-time on Credo with a small team since the end of 2018. Love it. Love it. That's a great story. And, uh, I understand the impetus for sure. So, you know, this is a marketing show and you are in charge of the marketing for Credo. And so one of the things that comes to mind is that anytime your audience is two distinct groups, that seems like a challenge for marketers all the time. So for you guys, yeah. on the one hand, you need language for people pursuing a new agency relationship, but they're not the ones who pay you. So you need content for the agency as well. How do you, you know, balance the, the need to speak to both those groups simultaneously? Yeah, it's yeah, a good question. Um, most of our marketing, almost all of our marketing is to the client side. So companies looking to hire, um, looking to hire an agency. So we have a ton of pages. I kind of built out a full directory on the site. And we have a lot of pages that are targeted around like, you know, best digital marketing companies for healthcare, for travel, for automotive, that sort of thing. Um, so that's where the, that's where the majority of our marketing dollars and all that goes. Um, you know, Mark, when it comes to building a two-sided business, um, basically the, the common advice, and I completely agree with this is don't build a two-sided business. If you don't have a cheat code on one side or the other. Um, so most, so I have a cheat code on the agency side because I know so many people like you guys at search lab that, uh, you know, are an agency do great work, et cetera. That was actually when I first started, uh, getting, when I first started credo, I literally built out a Google sheet of people that I knew were good, right? So like Ross Hudgens at Siege Media and, you know, uh, Bill Sebald and Will Reynolds at Sear and people like that and just started sending them leads. Um, like I, I had the, I have a cheat code on that side. So I don't do a ton of marketing there because I'm basically selling agencies money. So yeah, if I can yeah. bring the demand side in, if I can bring in the clients that are looking to hire and get them in front of you and you can close them, it's, it's, I mean, it's the easiest sell in the world. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so I don't do a ton to that side though. I definitely, you know, I, I've done some things over the years, different like email newsletters and that kind of thing to help agency owners grow. Um, but at the end of the day, like with the credo business as it currently stands, our time and, and budget is best spent marketing to the people that are looking, um, that are looking to hire that are actively in the market, right? Bottom of the funnel, not people that like we're teaching, you know, how to do SEO too. Cause while I genuinely believe that like, the best way to get someone to pay you to do something is to teach them how to do something. Um, it, it's just a much longer kind of cycle, right? So like we do try to balance that, but mostly we concentrate on the bottom of the funnel just to get qualified leads in the door, get them on a phone call with my team and then get them introduced to agencies like you guys. All right. I love it. I love this. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm thought, I think about a lot, the perch that you're looking at this from. Mm -hmm. So you've got this, you've got this perch where you can look at the relationship between the agency and the client and um I, i'm wondering what do the clients say about us agency folk when we're not around like is there was there anything that would surprise me that we don't hear all the time on our own that's a good that's a good question so you know one thing that we don't hear much 
that we used to hear a lot more uh, is there, there are people that we've spoken with over time that they're like, I need you know, X, Y, and Z channels, right? So I need SEO, PPC, content marketing, oh, and uh, and like PR, right? To like right. top, like tier sure. one publications. And I want a freelancer. I want one person. And I'm like, it's four jobs. <laughs> Let's talk about that one, right? And then we ask them, why don't you want an agency? And in the past they would tell us, well, I don't want the overhead, right? Of an account manager and that sort of thing. Um, and we don't hear that too much anymore. And, and, you know, I'm a pretty like straight shooter. And so I would ask people, I'd be like, well, are you going to be the account manager then? And they're like, no, I want that. I'm like, well, that's part of this overhead that you're talking about. So like, if you're not paying for the account manager, you are the account manager. Are you prepared to be the account manager? No. Okay. Then let's talk about an agency, right? And why an agency is the best fit for you. Right. And then we talk about good and bad agencies and account managers and all that. Um, so the, the one thing that we hear quite a bit, I see a lot of agencies getting wrong is a lot of agencies don't, I mean, A, their websites are just terrible. They're not up to date. You know, cobblers, I hear the cobbler's kids excuse all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, we've referred, referred quite a few people to, you know, different agencies and that, you know, person comes back and they're like, you know, their profile on your site is great, but their website is terrible. And like, I don't trust them because they haven't updated their own website. Right. right? Website. So like get your own house in order, um, you know, agencies, um, you know, have up-to-date case studies, have logos of like companies you've worked on, right. Kind of within your like ideal, like customer profile. Right. So like if you're going after, you know, fortune fifties, fortune five hundreds, have some blue chip clients up there. Right. If you're going after automotive dealers and, you know, HVAC and that kind of thing, have those up there, right. Like make it obvious. So that when a person comes to your site, they can, they can see themselves, um, in your current clientele. Um, so that's a big like that's a big thing that uh, that people ask us for. They're like, well, do they have experience in this vertical? Do they have case studies? Do they have testimonials? That kind of thing. And unfortunately, a lot of agencies don't. Right. And so that's what they're telling us they want to see or they need to see before they're even willing to have a conversation. Um, so if you don't have those sorts of things on your website, go and build that out. Prioritize it. Right. Get a few logos up there. Get a few testimonials up there. Get a couple case studies up there um, and you're going to see your conversion rates improve. Um, so we, we hear those sorts of things. Um, and then once a client has started working with an agency, when it doesn't work out well, um, unless the client has misset expectations, which is true sometimes, um, usually what we hear is that they were oversold. So they were okay. sold all these different things, but like they only got one of them. Right. And so they feel, they feel gypped as they should, because they shouldn't have been sold all right. these things and not delivered it. That makes sense. And now I'm going to for sure go audit my own website this weekend and pull an all nighter. So make sure we're, we're pricing what we preach. But yes, I, I, I think this is, uh, I think the other thing I wanted to ask you about is you talk to a lot of agencies, but you don't work with every agency that's willing to pay you. No. Right. So, so some, some agencies watching this, it's not tough. You won't be able to get into the credo platform. Yeah. It's, not, it's not available to you. Yeah. What are some of the rules of the road for you guys to work with credo? Yeah, so we turned down four out of 10 agencies that want to work with us that apply to our, uh, to our network. Um, and the common reasons why we do it, number one, if the website is too terrible, we're not, we're, we're not going to bring them in because they're not going to be able to close. You're not going to see the return. So that, that's number one. Um, you know, I, I always say, make it clear on your website, um, what you do, who, who you do it for, and then who you are. So we look for like faces, you know, of the team, um, is the, you know, do you have faces of the founders? Um, do you have a few of like your leaders, that sort of thing. Um, so those, those are really the main ones for us. Um, also transparency. So we've had some people apply um, and they're like, oh, I can't tell you who any of my clients are. 
well, so how are we supposed to look at your work, <laughs> right? So, so we, we really value people that are open, that are transparent, um, that are, um, you know, and, and also trust us, right? I mean, there's a mutual NDA baked into our terms and conditions. We're not sharing this with anybody, right? The only thing shown publicly are the things that you put onto your profile after you've joined, after you've been accepted and joined, uh, joined the Credo Network. Um, so, you know, if someone's not even willing to trust us on that, we don't really want to work um, with them. Um, and then the other big one is just people from countries that we don't that we don't work with, just because we know the people that are coming in looking to hire um, are looking for you know North America based um, you know leading uh, digital marketing firms. Not that there aren't great firms in other countries, but we just find the cultural divide is is too high. Um, so we get people that they're like, oh, we're you know, but we have a sales office in San Francisco. I'm like, yes, but the rest of your team is in India. And like, I have right. nothing against that, but at the same time, but that's not what our clients are looking for. And that's not what we message towards. Um, right. So, um, you know, I've had a few people kind of try to pull one over on me or they'll be like, oh, well, when we send someone to the US to open a sales office, then then can we get in? I'm like, no, <laughs> still no. Like that's that's not the way that we work here. Um, so so those are really those are really the big ones. Um, you know, and, and honestly, I just want to work with good people. We want to work with good people. You know, we have a, a no jerks uh, clause basically. Um, and I've, I've fired quite a few agency customers in the past just because, you know, they were um, just not great people to work with. Um, you know, they, they might be fun to hang out with, have a beer with, but like, you know, they're putting a ton of pressure on my team or they're being super passive aggressive or something like that, right? Wanting everything and paying nothing. And that's just not who we work with. Um, so, you know, after the fact, we keep on doing the vetting as well. Um, so that's how we work. Well, I mean, just as important to filtering out bad agencies, it'd probably be, you know, bad clients. So good, good SEO isn't cheap. Yep. Good PPC isn't cheap. Yep. Um, we get plenty of bad leads off of our website every month. You know, like, yep. how does Credo work with agency partners to ensure that the lead is something that they can close or that would be worth their pursuing? Yeah, so I think one thing that uh, a lot of people don't realize about Credo is that uh, we've actually built out our own product, um, like own proprietary technology um, that we have like matching algorithms and such working in the background to basically when a, a client comes in and we vetted them out, we've talked with them, right? And we know that they're thinking about things well, they have a good budget, right? We're looking for if they've hired an agency before. Um, we won't disqualify them because they haven't worked with an agency before, but we know that if they've worked with an agency before, then they're much more likely to hire another agency, right? So it gives us a better chance, gives you a better chance at closing them. Um, but we have a, we have a, we put their project in and we have a proprietary matching algorithm in the background that basically brings up the agencies from our network that are the best fit. And we can see like, you know, do they match, does the agency match the, uh, the services that the client is looking for? Do they work with the kind of uh, business vertical, you know, healthcare, automotive, right? Something like that. Do they work with SaaS companies? If it's a SaaS company, that kind of thing, we actually apply a score to that. Um, so then we're only matching and, you know, zero to hundred score basically. And, you know, we basically sort it by that. And we try to introduce them to the ones that are the most qualified, right? Based off of what our system tells us. Every now and then we'll be like, you know what? Uh, I know that agency has like a hundred score for this project, but I also know that uh, that agency owner or that person that's doing sales, that agency. And I know these two cultures just aren't gonna get along, in which case we just won't introduce them. Um, so, so that's kind of our like manual, but also secret sauce in there. Got it, got it. Um costs, like the, the money that has to flow through this yep. is, is an interesting topic too. Mm -hmm. Our clients often surprised by how much this costs? Are they often deciding whether or not to work with an agency based on cost or other factors? Yeah, so cost is an interesting one, Mark. Uh, we do get our, our fair share, as you do as well, of people that come in and they're like, 
I need SEO, I need, you know, 10 blogs, right? They're blog posts, by the way, you write posts on a blog. You know, I need 10, I need 10, 10 blogs and I need you to redo my website. And, oh, by the way, is PPC included in SEO? And I have $300 this year. So like we, we get our fair share of those and we just qualify them out, right? It's like, hey man, like yeah. I get it. Like, you know, go get your feet wet, work with a freelancer via Upwork, right? Someone overseas that's gonna be cheaper and just like learn how to work with an outside provider, et cetera, et cetera. Here's what, you know, good SEO typically costs. We refer them to our digital marketing pricing survey, right? So they can kind of like pinpoint that. Um, but of course we find that the best clients are the ones that like money isn't really an option, isn't really a, it's not really keeping them from uh, hiring anyone. Obviously, no one wants to pay more than what than uh, than what they should. Um, but what I found is, you know, as long as someone has like over a couple grand a month um, to spend on digital marketing or on SEO specifically, let's say, you know, if you if you can pitch them the value, you can show them the value, show them the work that you've done, show them their opportunity, and you know, talk like on the business level with them about you know how many leads are you currently getting, how many do you want to get, how much is that worth to you, right? And then you can kind of do some like back the napkin math. Oh, so you're telling me that if we can get your leads too. You know, if we can double your leads, then it's going to mean an extra $150,000 a month for you. What's that worth to you, right? You know, like a good business person, a good lead is going to be like, well, I'd pay you 15 grand a month. Okay, right? Let's work to get there. Let's right. start at five. We're going to do X, Y, and Z, and here's what you're going to get, right? But they're not scared off by that. They're thinking about it as an investment, not as a not as an expense. Um, so. Yeah. I've seen many pro many uh, projects come in that like they're saying, yeah, I'm expecting three thousand, thirty five hundred, four grand, and they go on to sign at eight to ten thousand dollars a month. Like that is not uncommon. You just have to do a good job of pitching them the opportunity, showing them what they're going to get, showing them how you know they're going to know that they're getting what they're paying for, and they're getting the results. How you're going to be reporting to them, etc. Those are the kinds of things that you have to show them. So those are obviously the best leads. Um, you know, those are the creme de la creme. Those are like the top five percent. Then there's another like thirty percent that like pay you know kind of will only pay what they're what they have in mind to pay and then there's a lot that are just like that you can't get good work for what they're looking for and we just qualify this I out it. i get it well so far this sounds like it's gonna it always goes smoothly and the client is always happy and the agency is always happy but and you you have actually statistics on your homepage or your site that mm -hmm. that detail how effective the credo program is yeah. and i I, I love everything you're saying about qualifying clients and, and agencies, but before long, there's going to be a problem, right? There's, yeah. there's a, there's a agency, the agency is ripping me off or mm. the, the client's a client from hell. Why'd you give them to me? How do you at Credo step in when those, those inevitable situations arise? Well, Mark, I'll be honest with you. We don't. <laughs> and let, but okay. let, but let me explain that. Let me explain that. So we have follow-ups that go out every like three, yep. uh, I think at like, 60 days 90 days and then again at six months asking how the project is going and from time to time we'll hear you know and, and some people it's just like they only needed like three months worth of work they needed a strategy and like you know that kind of thing and they're going to go and execute on it and so in that case they're like yeah we stopped working together but it was great um we've it's very rare that we've gotten a like i didn't you know th this agency just didn't deliver um and I mean, basically what we do is we just apologize, right? Like we used to be in the middle of the transaction and kind of guaranteeing good work and arbitrating it in the middle and that kind of thing. Um, and honestly, I hated running that business. And so we kind of trimmed it back and just went back to, I just accepted that we sell leads to agencies. Like it's what we do. Um, and we help you get more clients. Um, so um, 
we kind of got out of being in the middle there and we basically just apologized and say like, I'm sorry, you know, what happened, right? Can, like, can you give us some information on the agency so that like we make sure that we're not sending, you know, people to an agency that just isn't able to deliver? Because um, there is the, the potential mark that they started off, like they were good and then they had like employee turnover, et cetera. And now their work product just isn't as, as good. That has happened, right? And it sucks when it happens, but like it does happen. And, you know, we kind of have to make a decision on our end you know, what we do there. Sometimes we'll feed it, we'll feed some of that back to the agency. Um, just be like, hey, we heard from, you know, someone that turned out, you know, in the last few months that like X, Y, and Z happened. Like, are you guys doing okay, right? I like to check in with the agency, just to make sure everything's okay on their end. Cause if they need support, I want to step in and be able to help them, right? I'm like, let's hop on a call. Let's talk through this. I've helped 300 plus agencies grow at this point. Like, let's hop on, a, I'm good at this, right? Um, and then with the, you know, with the client, we're like, you know, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry that, you know, that it didn't work out. Um, would you like us to introduce you to someone else, right? Um, and, you right. know, the vast majority of the time they say no, right? And, uh, but, so, but sometimes they do, right? And so we've had uh, some that like, um, you know, I, I can't, we don't tell them who to hire, right? We connect them up with people and we don't tell them who to hire. Um, but we've definitely had people that I'm like, you should hire, I straight up told some people in the past, you should hire this agency. And they hire someone else because they're cheaper and they're like we'll see what happens they come back in three months oh it was terrible i'm like told you not to hire them <laughs> right because what they pitched you right. wasn't what you needed um so i try not to say i told you so um you know directly but um you know there have been times where they come back and they're like you know what we're actually going to go work with this agency that we were talking with before that you told us we should hire and we didn't listen to you and we've learned our lesson and we're going to go work with them now and then it works out well almost all the time um so you know, I can't save people from themselves. I can just give them the information that they need in order to make the best decision possible, but people are illogical. So, you know, we, we do our best and we try to, you know, we apologize and, you know, even though we didn't make the, we didn't make the decision, right? It wasn't our, like, it's not our fault that it didn't work out. Um, but, you know, we still like to say, I'm sorry, like, you know, and just kind of empathize with them. All right, it's like, yeah, it's like the, the dating game. You've got to, you're the host and stuff. <laughs> right. Um, well, well, cool. And then. Here's, here's the last thing. So it's really, really hard to hire agencies because it is, it's the wild west out there, right? It's like there's there's so many bad actors, but I wonder if, if you could just kind of make it really simple for the, the people watching who can't use Credo or, or, or whatever. What, why is it so hard to identify bad actors and, and instead work with some of the premier agencies? Why, why aren't the red flags more obvious? Uh, because a lot of people are really good at talking a big game and not good at delivering. Um, and especially in like the marketing world, it's, it's different in like the dev world or the design world or something like that because they're not doing a ton of sales, right? They're not polished. Like they don't know how to write good copy, like that kind of thing, right? Like their work product is basically what they have versus marketers are really good at, you know, it's telling a good story and, you know, and all of that. Um, so I think that's why it's a little bit harder in the marketing space, um, specifically, um, plus a lot of marketers will get like wrapped up with NDAs and that kind of thing. So they're not actually able to show work. Um, in which case I tell, I, you know, I tell marketers and agencies, I'm like, work it, like have it in your contract that, you know, you, uh, that, that you can use their logo or whatever, right? Like on your website, like that kind of thing, you know, X months after you stop working together or something like that. Um, you know, and then if they try to negotiate back, like, you know, maybe just say, okay, like they want to eliminate that. Like maybe just say, okay, maybe charge them for that. Right. And be like, so basically you're asking for exclusivity. So like when we do exclusivity, this is what, this is what we're charging, right? This is what the price goes to. Right. And let them make the decision. 
um, you know, if they're like, well, but we're not going to sign with you because of that, right? Then you have to make the choice of like, you know, do you just give in and be like, all right, fine, like it's worth it to get, you know, get this client and not be able to do that logo or whatever, make a case study, that kind of thing. Or you can bake into your contracts like, um, you know, assuming we do well, right? Assuming we hit your goals, et cetera, et cetera, you agree to give us a testimonial. You agree to give us a case study that we can use publicly on our site or that we can just use in our sales process and send to prospects. We won't post it publicly, but we can send it to prospects and talk about the work that we did together. Um, so, and, and then on the client side, the, the people looking to hire, you need to ask, uh, you need to ask for that, right? Ask for case studies, ask mm -hmm. for client testimonials outside of what they have on there. Um, I know a lot of agencies are stopping giving out like information of clients or former clients for prospects to uh, to call and talk to um, just because they find that it's not effective um, in, in closing more deals. So they're basically annoying their best customers um, and, and not actually closing any more deals. So um, yes, so, that, so that's part of it too. Just like make sure you're asking for those things from the agency, make sure that they have the experience, you know, uh, work with the type of business that you are and that so you know automotive dealers right in the stage that you are right you're in scale up mode you're in maintenance mode you have a new competitor that came into the space like whatever that is just make sure they have experience working with your type of company that's in the stage that you are um and then basically ask them like what budget is it going to take to get there that, that and that last one mark is the reason why a lot of companies end up hiring the wrong agency because they're being cheap they're not able to afford yes. the top end uh they want you know top shelf work right? For, for bottom shelf prices, right? I'm a bourbon guy, right? You asked me in our, in our thing yeah, here, yeah. Uh, uh, in a, in a, when I was booking this, like what I drink, like I'm a bourbon guy, right? Like, yeah, I too would love to drink like, you know, a, a glass of Willet and pay like, you know, uh, you know, bottom shelf, like, you know, well bourbon prices, but like, it's, it's just not in the cards, you know, like if I want to drink Willet, I got to pay for Willet. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a similar, like similar sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately too many people are, you know, expect to get the top shelf work for the bargain, you know, bargain bin prices. Um, so, you know, if, if you want to work with the best, you gotta be willing to pay for the best. Well, I, I appreciate you giving me an analogy in, in liquor terms that I understand those in sports analogies and that's about <laughs> it. So that, that was great. I call sports, um, I call sports, sports balls. So, you know, I, but I play baseball. <laughs> I, I get sports. I'm just being tongue in cheek, but yeah, bourbon, bur, bur, the bourbon yeah, yeah. analogies are much more effective. No, those always work with me. So, um, yeah, I, I think this would be an interesting question for you. Just you've got a good perspective, but hiring is so difficult right now on the agency side, right? You you spend any time on social media, everyone has open. Everyone, um, you know, this is a really open-ended question. I just I'm just looking for any feedback on this wild environment for hiring in SEO yeah. and PPC these days. Yeah. So. I was listening to, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I actually just started a new podcast, by the way, if I can plug that real quick, it's called, it's called yeah, working, sessions, working sessions, working Um, I co-host it with James Sowers, um, from the good, the conversion optimization agency, the good. Um, so it's, it's brand new. Um, we've got like three episodes published, I think, but a new episode coming out every couple of weeks. Um, but, but I also listened to a lot of podcasts I was listening to a podcast, um, actually just today, just like an hour ago, as I was showering and getting ready for this, uh, for this recording, um, it was a uh, Rob Walling starts for the rest of us. And basically he was asked, he was answering a listener question, um, about hire about, a you know, how to retain someone in this case, it was like a halftime developer that was trying to bring on full time, et cetera. He's like, do I give him more money? Do I give him this? Do I give him that? And Rob was like, ask him, figure out what motivates him. Is it like, is it stability? Right. Is his wife breathing down his neck about like, you know, uh, 
some months are lean and some months are big because that's how freelancing goes, right? Is he looking for stability? Is he looking for flexibility? Is he looking for a four day work week? Like if you like, they're, they're obviously the, like you, you have to pay enough that they can live, right? And they can achieve their goals of saving for retirement and paying for their kids school and you know, all those things. But you can often get higher level uh, talent um, for less than what they might get like at another company simply because you're, your uh, culture enables them to live the kind of life that they want to live. Um, you know, whether, yeah, whether it's a four day work week or a remote working environment or, you know, th things like that. They can, you know, they can take off every day from 12 to two to go like take their kid to swim class and then they can work in the evenings and that's just fine, right? Like anyone that's worked in an office before or in an environment before that they're not able to do those kinds of things. If they are able to do those kinds of things, they will make other trade-offs. Um, so, you know, and so, so I, I think that's a big one that a lot of people miss, um, that we're just thinking about, you know, the money and the benefits and that kind of thing. And you have to have that, you have to be competitive. Um, but, um, you know, if you want, if you want to get someone in and you want them to be excited and you want them to stick around there, all, all these other like tangential areas are super important as well. Um, and then of course, just getting your job, you know, your job role in front of the right people. Um, you know, get, getting enough of an audience on it. Like I, I learned a kind of a recruiting process from uh, one of my coaches, Dan Martell, one of my mentors. Um, and uh, because I was, I get so many people reaching out to me that they're like, hey, John, do you know anyone looking for a director of digital marketing job? And I'm like, do you have a job rack, right? That I can look at, that I can cheer out. And they're like, oh no, that's coming together. It's funny if you know anyone. I'm like, I don't know if it's remote or like in person. I don't know what right. you're paying. I don't know what the job role is. I don't know what kinds of clients it is, you know, all that kind of thing. So like, I'm not going to share it to people. Because like, A, I have nothing to share to them because you don't have a job rec, but also like, I'm not going to tell people about it um, because A, I don't have anywhere to send them. And then also, I don't know what the job is. And I don't know if it would be a good fit for them, right? So like, you got to you gotta make sure that you're like, uh, I mean, you have to market your jobs, right? So get it on LinkedIn, like be willing to pay some money to put it on. We work remotely and, you know, I've had great uh, success hiring from a, a, a women in tech focused uh, site called Career Contessa. It's like a hundred bucks for a 90 day job listing. I've hired my last two, uh, my last two employees off of there. Um, right. So like nice. I put 500 bucks behind to, uh, behind every open, li uh, job, uh, li listing job, open position that I have, um, simply to get it in front of good people. Right. And we get, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I can't find anyone to apply. I get a hundred to 150 people applying for every role that we list. Right. So like the people are out there, you just have to get in front of them and then you have to be able to close them both with the money and benefits and all that, but also with like, you know, what motivates them and what they're looking for in an environment that's different from what they currently have. All right. Awesome. Well, listen, I got to fast forward to everyone's favorite part of the show. This is where Greg gives me a question for the guest, but gives me no context. So it's a bit of a highway ride for both of us. For John Doherty, he has doggy play date. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> yeah. Does that, that ring a bell it to does. you? Know? So, oh man, 2016, I think it was. My wife and I had just moved from San Francisco and we drove here to, so we live in Denver now. We lived in Colorado for the last five plus years, but we drove here, found a place to live. And then we went and did like an around the world trip. So we drove from Colorado down to Austin, Texas, where my in-laws were living at the time. We had our dog with us. So, um, you know, Greg had a, a big dog. I have a hundred pound black lab, Great Dane. Um, and we met up in Dallas at like a dog park and our dogs played together. And I think we went and ate, uh, ate Mexican food. That, that memory actually came up just a couple of months ago. Um, so it pops up on Google Photos for me every uh, every few months. So yeah, I totally know what that's about. A couple of big boys out there, uh, big boys or girls. I'm not yeah, sure. my, my, mine's a boy. Yeah, like it. yeah. It's a couple of big dogs out there romping. It was pretty cool. 
I love it. I love it. Well, John, if anybody else is interested in connecting with you or Credo, what's the best way to yeah, do that? Yeah, so uh, best place to connect with me personally is Twitter. So I'm at Doherty, J-F, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y, J-F, D as in dog. Um, Credo is getcredo.com. Um, and I've got a new venture going as well called Editor Ninja. Um, so editorninja.com, basically uh, on-demand copy editing and proofreading. So for any of y'all out there producing a bunch of content, blog posts, et cetera, for your clients, um, you know, you don't have editors in house and, you know, you're dealing with some like quality challenges and grammar errors and clients aren't super happy. Um, let's set up a time to chat. I've got a, a team of, uh, MFA level, like professionally trained editors, um, that, you know, love editing content, um, for, uh, for clients, um, and helping y'all present better work to your clients or on your own website, present it to the world. So it converts better. Um, so, uh, those are kind of the, the three places I can be found these days. Other than that, I'm in the mountain skiing. So, you know, I'm kind of hard to find there. <laughs> All right. Nice. And, and the new book in the new podcast coming out, working, working sessions. Working yep. So you can find it wherever awesome. you listen to podcasts. Be on the lookout. And, uh, I, I'll, I'll second your, your great follow on Twitter for things about SEO, PPC, and just entrepreneurship and everything else. So, uh, be sure to check John out there. And for now, I'm going to sign off and I'll give you a virtual cheers from Chicago. Uh, thanks for coming on and we'll be back next week for another episode of Sudden Thanks, Mark. Thanks.